1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Partick Thistle will pay staff in full for the next two months during the coronavirus crisis. English Football League's announced they won't play again before April the 30th. We'll hear from the SPFL boss who's busier than ever. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Alex Ray and from the man cave, Hugh at home, Mr Keevans. Partick Thistle are doing the decent thing by their staff, Gordon, and living within their means at the same time, so good for them. But it's time for our clubs to get the sandbags in front of the main door because the financial floodwaters are rising. Hearts and Aberdeen have flagged up the dangers created by a global catastrophe. Revenue streams cut off, outgoings mounting up. It's a recipe for disaster in general terms and... Unfortunately, there's no indication yet of how it can be avoided. Alex Ray, it feels like six months since we last had a game. Uh, I think it's only been a couple of weeks. Um, Everyone's just getting by, finding whatever football fits they can. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, everybody's looking at some of the old games that have been streamed all over the place. There's little snippets on social media as well, Gordon. But it is, it's, I know there's a lot more pressing issues at, at hand at the moment and obviously very worrying times. Uh, but I'm missing the football badly at the moment Yeah here's the way you can get involved tonight Because you may remember back to Monday When Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray were here uh, We remembered the late great Davy Cooper mm-hmm. On the anniversary of his sad passing Now today is the anniversary Of Jimmy Johnson's Celtic debut So with a bit of inspiration Taken from those two fine players We're asking you Who were the wingers that got you out of your seat? Because those are two of the ultimate examples. Jimmy Johnson, Davy Cooper, but there are loads. We have produced plenty. And of course, there have been some or many from other countries as well. So that's the way you can get involved tonight. Let's get our football fixed. Let's take a bit of a trip down memory lane. Give us all your memories, all your tributes, all your thoughts on the wingers that got you out your seat. 01419511025. And we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. I'll just let people catch up with that and get their suggestions in, Hugh Keevans. I do want to start, though, by checking on your well-being. Everything going well at home? Do you know, I gave the man cave a real spring clean the other day and I uh, uncovered all sorts of hidden gems that, uh, that had been buried under the rubbish, uh, including old football books. And one of them, Gordon, with my favourite title of all time for a football book, Laptop Dancing and the Nanny Goat Mambo which is the story of uh, the Republic of Ireland going to the World Cup uh, in uh, Japan in 2002. 2002 yep. in Japan. Uh, and Mark and I remember it well. Um, and it's a fantastic book about being a journalist at one of these occasions. So, given the place a good spring clean, found all the old football books, I am sorted for the weeks ahead. You just got the imagination of Glasgow and the West running wild when you talked about the old books that were found in Hugh Keevan's <laughs> man cave. I don't want to, to, to go any further on that, if I'm being honest. Alex, what's life like for you at the moment? You've got youngsters, do you not? Yes. Are you doing the whole homeschooling yeah, thing? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm grateful that my missus knows what the maths <laughs> is all about, so she's been uh, dealing with all that. Just trying to keep busy, Gordon, uh, trying to get the kids out and about as well, which is a chore at times. But uh, I have to say, in all honesty, I'm actually enjoying the family time at the moment because it's all everyone together. 
uh, and we're spending some good quality time as well. And you're out in the sticks, so you've you've got, you've got no excuse. You're fine to, to to walk on your acres of private land and <laughs> take in some fresh air and uh, no, no, exercise in yeah, isolation. Yeah, absolutely. I was speaking to one of the neighbours yesterday. We are quite fortunate where we are because you, you rightly say we're up. At Mugged Up Park Which is only a minute away So it's a great Fresh air And uh, plenty of space Yeah there is a bit of Community spirit on the go Hugh Keevens yes. it It's quite heartwarming Until today When I was Just relaxing As you do Hadn't even changed out Of my sleepwear yet And I was just reading a book And the phone goes Gordon DL And he says Look outside so I tentatively open the front door And there he is Head to toe In lycra He's got the crash helmet on as well The cycling gloves And he's on his bike At the end of my driveway Shouting at the top of his voice As you can imagine All the neighbours must have been wondering What on earth was going on About his bike And what type of bike it was And how much it cost And how much it compared to the cost of his other bike And so on And he eventually cycled off into the distance Shouting something about Visiting the elderly So um, Yeah community spirit I think that's what it's called You've given me a mental image that I don't really care for, if I'm being perfectly honest. I'd rather keep the mental image of my two grandsons who come up here at four o'clock every day on their scooters and they scoot up and down while their granny and papa talk to them through an open window. And they're both gone home tonight to listen to their first super scoreboard, Noah and Ruben, six and four. Good stuff, good to have the young men involved It's Hugh at home, Alex Ray is here with me Gordon Duncan in the studio Now all we need is for you to get involved on the phones And on Twitter, so we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB, but we really want to speak to you These are difficult times, some people might not Be getting the usual level of social Interaction that they would, so why not Give us a call and let us know what's on your mind um, I, I only Advertise this um, with my tongue slightly in the cheek Because I, I don't know where it could go But even if you don't want to talk about football And you just want to talk to us I think we would do that as well Without wouldn't we? doubt, yes. We're here for you 01419511025 But if you do want to get stuck into tonight's topic It is this At the end of a week In which we remembered the late great David Cooper And on the anniversary Of Jimmy Johnston's Celtic debut Way back 1963 On this day We are asking you For the wingers That got you out your seat I'm talking any player, any club, any era. It might even be the current era. Who's the best winger at your club at the moment? Who's the winger from the past that you wish you could line up for your club when the football gets back up and running? Who were the wingers that got you out your seat? 0141-951-1025. Hugh Keevens, Jimmy Johnson's debut on this day, 1963. And talk about how things can change in football. Do you happen to know the score away at Kilmarnock that day? Uh did Celtic lose heavily? 6-0 Yeah, yeah um, Do you know, remarkably uh, On the 4th of May In other words, five weeks after Jimmy made his debut He played in the Scottish Cup final for Celtic against Rangers And he was incredible He was an instant sensation He was giving Rangers what Alec would remember from the football vocabulary As water on the brain, the brain yep. And uh, he was terrific and the, the, the game was drawn 1-1 in the replay the following Wednesday inexplicably Celtic left them out it was the only change that was made Celtic left them out and lost 3-0 to Rangers that's right up Hugh Keevens street that, that era that type of player so I'll leave that one with him if I could press you for one at the moment Alex we'll do loads oh, I'm winger. sure yeah, without a doubt, wingers I... that get you off your seat what's the first name that springs to mind Uh Bud Johnson at Rangers uh, in terms of when I was a wee boy uh, I used to watch him and I was 
amazed at the pace he had. He was just like an absolute flying machine. And, and no great trickery as such. He used to just put the ball past you, get the afterburners on, and then whip it in. And he was an absolute flying machine. Obviously played for Scotland as well. So we bud would have been uh, very much... In my mind as a, a young kid I see that's the beauty of it Because they fall into different categories Don't they You've got the ones that are flying machines And with maybe no skill yep. You get the ones that are skillful With no pace I'm not saying no you skill get, you, get, you get the ones who've got a bit of both Yes oh, That's what I love about it So I'm looking forward to all of your suggestions On the phones and on Twitter tonight Who were the wingers That got you off your seat We were just about to speak to Paul I think Who suddenly disappeared Paul uh, in Kirk and Tillich so we'll get him back uh, Checking in on Twitter as well There's already some names coming through So I'm looking forward to taking a trip down memory lane On these ones for sure Like I say, two ways for you to get in touch On the phones and on Twitter Paul kicks us off tonight Paul, what have you got for us? Yeah. Hi Paul How's it? Uh, it's just a, a wee story about uh, Jimmy Johnson Before I, I kind of go into how, how good a player he was Go for it uh, I remember I was every year when I was when I was wee we used to get took down to uh, St Anne's. It wasn't in Blackpool, it was St Anne's, I'm sure you will know what I'm talking about when I say that. Uh, and we used to go down uh, that was the year your yearly holiday with the, the rest of uh, Glasgow and outskirts. So long factor it was like a beer garden uh, and there was a, a guy sitting uh, outside in a beer garden Just sitting himself And my dad says to me Go not and ask that man If he's Mr Johnson So I was young and daft So I did <laughs> uh, Went up and says Hello you Mr Johnson Yes I'm son Come and sit here with me So I sat down with him uh, He was talking away to me My dad went over and met him And it turns out he was down selling Satellite television Before Sky or anything wow. He'd came here He was as I know he'd he done a good few jobs, but uh, just sat with him, uh, sat for about an hour. My dad stayed with him. Can't remember seeing my dad for a few days after, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and he was just, a, he was just a, a great wee guy, you know. Uh, he was just, and then I, I was thinking about it. Like now I show, I show my wee boy footage of him, that player, and you think that wee guy. It was ridiculous. The ahead of his time so much. Uh, and a real superstar when you hear the stories about uh, Real Madrid I can't remember the player it was his testimonial and they were begging for Jimmy Johnson to go over and play in it he'll be able to remember that it's before my time kind of thing but uh, just a just a a great wee guy you know and a one-off a real one-off Hugh the occasion was uh, Alfredo Di Stefano's uh, testimonial uh, in Madrid at the Bernabeu uh, De Stefano had of course played in Glasgow against Eintracht Frankfurt in the, the European Cup final some years earlier Celtic had won the European Cup in Lisbon and before the players could get their break they went to the Bernabeu they played Real Madrid for Di Stefano uh, Jimmy just took Real Madrid apart single handedly laid on the only goal of the game for Bobby Lennox and Paul was absolutely right uh, they they went mad for him, uh, but Jimmy was never ever ever going to be a guy who would be happy living abroad. He was perfectly happy with Agnes uh, in Lanarkshire. Uh, Paul, what about then to bring it up to sort of guys that you've witnessed, and it doesn't have to be for Celtic, although I suspect they might be at the forefront of your mind. When I ask who's the winger that got you out your seat, is is there one that springs to mind? 
Well, <coughs> the one that I can remember uh, that I thought I was totally amazed and my jaw dropped, he's, he's not actually anything to do with Celtic. I went down to a, a testimonial game. Celtic used to seem to play Man United for testimonial games every year, uh, a few years back, and it was a, a young Ryan Giggs. Uh, I saw Ryan Giggs running with a ball, and I was this was the fastest person I had ever saw in my life running with a ball. It, it looked like the the ball was masking tape to his foot, uh, and I was just I, I just I, I was blown away. I was even more blown away when people were shouting, just half him, just half him. <laughs> Nobody could get near him. <laughs> it was absolutely lightning fast. And uh, that that's the, the, the only real guy that I can remember thinking I've been blown away by his, his technique and speed. Yeah, I don't mind that at all, Alex, because it goes without yes. saying, you know, we will focus mostly on, on guys that have played up here or played for our clubs. But we'll make some exceptions And you've got to make an exception for that one It was absolutely frightening Gordon And uh, he's absolutely right He was just mentioned how quick he was But he was technically very good as well Scored goals It was about 750 uh, 800 games for Man United Which is remarkable when you consider the, the achievement But I think you'd have to put Ryan Giggs as one of the best players that ever was produced by the English Premiership in, in modern times I mean Hugh Is there something about those types of players that, that Scotland... Made a you know made producing them look easy for a spell. I mean, Jimmy Johnson's the one that, that we kicked off today because it's the anniversary of his uh, Celtic debut. Alex mentioned some from Rangers, and there are loads. I feel like as a country, we've produced some fine wingers over the past. We were a winger factory, uh, and perhaps it was because of natural characteristics. Uh, you know, that with small, uh, low centre of gravity. Uh, for Jimmy at one side of Glasgow there was Willie Henderson at the other side of Glasgow who was sensational Willie was as blind as a bat and they used to say that when he hit the byline they thought oh I better cross it now Uh, so there was Davy Wilson there was Peter Maranello who was at Hibs who went to Arsenal there was John Robertson remember Martin O'Neill's assistant manager at Celtic John Robertson fantastic Scottish winger went to Nottingham Forest laid on the only goal of the European Cup final for Trevor Francis. There was Johnny Doyle at Celtic. There was Pat Nevin. John McDonald at Rangers. I know that, that Alec knows John very well. Uh, they were terrific winners. We, we just produced them by habit. And that's why this conversation should be pretty easy. We could do this until midnight, I would imagine. We are only here until 8 o'clock, so why not get in touch and let us know who's the winger that got you out of your seat. And now obviously we're looking for a name, but we're looking for a bit more. Tell us a bit about it. How excited were you when you saw this guy pick up the ball? Is it someone from your team currently? Someone from the past? Someone that had a real part to play in successful sides of years gone by? Maybe even it was someone from England or from abroad, just whatever it is. In the week that we remembered the late, great Davy Cooper, and on the day of the anniversary of Jimmy Johnson's Celtic debut, we are asking you, who were the wingers that got you out of your seat? Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keebins is joining us live from the man cave somewhere in... Bears Den Hugh Alex Ray is a bit closer But still more than two metres away He's in the studio Along with me Gordon Duncan 
And we're looking to get in touch with you On the phones and on Twitter We're asking you tonight Who were the wingers That got you out your seat The reason we're asking it Is the anniversary of Jimmy Johnson's Celtic debut I don't know if you knew that 1963 A 6-0 defeat at Kilmarnock So the Scottish football Was a bit different back then In case you hadn't gathered And of course this is the week We marked the anniversary Of the sad passing of Davy Cooper as well So it just gave us a bit of inspiration And we thought we'd have a bit of fun Give a bit of a football fix And ask who were the wingers That got you out your seat There are loads on Twitter So many And thank you so much for the response already Let me just try and uh, pick a couple at random uh, Taylor Scott has gone recently for Rangers He's gone Aluko and Vice Very easy on the eye But best I've ever seen live was Ronaldinho against Rangers And Mo Salah When I went to Roma v Bologna Scored a hat-trick Every one of them made you smile uh, When you had the ball John McIlvanny's gone Joe Miller and James Forrest on his game As a world-class winger Says John McIlvanny Alan McDougall's thrown in Mark Walters as well So maybe get the thoughts of the guys on them In the not-too-distant future But let's Go back to the phones And see what John and Motherwell Suggesting Hi John Hi how are you doing Not too bad John Who springs to mind then Wingers that got you out your seat eh, Well Obviously I'm a Rangers supporter So I think one of the very first ever games I ever went to Was uh, when Rangers played I'm sure it was Hamilton Ackies It was in, It was a long time ago I think it was only nine year old So eh, And it was Kinjelskis I remember Kinjelskis He was Different class man The guy Defenders just didn't know what to do with him at all, man. He was superb. And then also, but with Rangers, if we were just talking about all sorts of different players, you've also got George Best and Louis Figo. Louis Figo was different class. Oh, some good names there, I must admit. John, let's start with the one uh, closest to home, if you like. Alex, I don't think you've got many complaints on that one. No, it was one of the guys I wrote down earlier, Gordon, just trying to reminisce of some of the players who were... Uh, exceptional in that position You know Some of the names Have been thrown up Have been absolutely brilliant Because it does It takes you back To a particular time You know We've obviously got John Who's going back to When he was nine And seen Kinchelskis You know When you see these players that was, I, I took you right back to When I was about seven or eight As well When you seen David Cooper uh, You had uh, Bud Johnson You had Tommy McLean So it's, it's interesting How it takes you back To when you're a kid Because you seem to be Kind of Mesmerise And you're starting to fall in love With the game at that time Is that what it is about the winger Because these are the guys That get you off your seat They are probably the guys That you remember As a child I'm not sure Many 8, 9, 10 year olds Come away from the game And going I'll tell you what Our our centre half Was really commanding today You know it's not like that You're looking for the entertainers The guys that that get you excited And I wonder if if that's why They're they're the guys that bring you back Gordon You know guys like myself And you Or you're just like Hunt carriers You know You just get the ball And give it to to the Would say that you were a winger Weren't you? The flair players Yes No so No listen I think it's important to To recognise these guys The strikers got all the plaudits Because of the goals But you know There's so much make up uh, 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 towards a team But the, the wingers are always mm. the ones That kind of kind of stand out The thing is John uh, Gordon DL When he's not working He sometimes listens to us in the bath um, Which is quite disturbing For anyone who's listening But the good thing is What that means is He won't be able to throw His cup of tea Or whatever is in his hand At the mention Of that name Kinchelskis The man who pulled off That outrageous piece of skill If you remember Against his Air United team Stood on the ball Put his hands up above his eyes As if he was looking for uh, his strike partners was that the type of thing that that sticks out for you, John? That that's that's something you know something a bit different. Oh, uh, you just say there, man. Like, in, like players, these kind of players that've got flair, they're the kind of guys that you kind of you just look at and you just think, to yourself, like, it's not that they, they can they can turn a wee bit of magic, as, as Alec was saying there. And the strikers tend to get a lot of praise for the goals they score and all that, but 
I mean, you'll get guys like Ali McLeishton that will come out and tell you, like, if it wasn't for the likes of David Cooper and players like that that could put the ball into them and score goals, like, they're the guys that, I know the strikers will take all the credit, but yeah, as Alex says, you've, kinda, you've got to look at these guys that are the wingers that can that can take one or two players at the game, or it can just be that cross. Beckham is brilliant for set pieces and his crosses into the box. Uh, Hugh, I particularly liked the fact that John mentions Luis Figo. That's his sort of worldwide example because you'll be able to sympathise. You, you and Louis, you and Luis are, are quite similar in some ways, and the fact that you know his popularity took a bit of a dip when he he did the unthinkable and moved yes. from Barcelona to Real Madrid. That probably brought him up to the the level of criticism that you get on a daily basis. Well, Lewis and I were oh peas in a pod really. We both <laughs> have two legs, two arms. Uh, but John mentioned the name of George Best. Now, there are very few occasions in the life of a hack when you are in awe of someone. And it happened to me twice when I worked for uh, one of the broadsheet papers based in Edinburgh. Uh, when John McEnroe passed me by one day playing in a tennis tournament in Edinburgh, you can't help but think, wow, John McEnroe. And it happened again when Hibbs signed George Best. I mean, at one time, Georgie was the best football player in the world, in my estimation. Now, by the time he got to Hibbs, of course, his powers were on the wane. But just to see George Best and just to be in his company, uh, he was, as I say, I, I can pay him no higher compliment, he was, at one stage, I think, the best player in the world. Talk about getting you out of your seat. Brilliant Like that Thank you very much To John and Motherwell Some great names That John's thrown in there And like I said earlier So many Coming in on Twitter These wingers That got you out of your seat What have we got here Sean Walker Says the tin man Ted McMinn You never knew Whether he would be amazing Or a complete dumpling Never a dull moment But Loudrop if I'm honest Simply amazing In the cup final against Hearts Simply majestic I think a lot of people Were going out their seat With Big Ted to, to lock the gates So he did a run Down Paisley Road West Half the time Sometimes he went past Four and five guys One of the guys Were telling me the other day About Ted We did a We did a A, a thing Last weekend We were talking About uh, Big Ted And he beat five guys and he says it's the only time they get a standing evasion. You know when you go and cross the ball with your right foot and your left just toe pokes oh. away out of touch and you throw the swinger, the whole standing evasion for the for the whole stadium because Ted made a, a right pig's ear of it. And uh, it, it, but that was Ted for you. But uh, it could turn the game as well, the big one. Well, I mean, Alec, you know, you sit in the press box and people would look down and think of Ted McMinn. What is he doing? And I, I used to say, well, if he's got no idea what he's doing, how am I supposed to know what he's doing? And defenders don't either, so that's what yes. makes it hard to play against. 01419511025. Robbie is in Falkirk. He's got a winger on his mind. He thinks you might be, be able to help him out here, Hugh. Hi, Robbie. All right. Hi. Good, good evening, uh, Hugh and Alec. Um, I'll tell, I, I tell you what it is, uh, Hugh. In October 1985, I went to my first Celtic game. And it was Celtic against Hearts at Celtic Park, and they got beat one nothing. And a month later, uh, well, David Problem was playing in that game. And a month later, that was when he came down with the symptoms. Uh, it was, I think, it was a game of Ibrox against Rangers in November '85. Um, and obviously, for the rest of that season, 
you know, they tried to get him up to speed and it was the MS that was uh, making David Pyre at the time. Obviously, you'll know all about that illness uh, when, it, when it broke, you know, with David Proven in uh, 1985 and going on to 1986. But I've only seen him for two or three games, Hugh. Uh, as I say, there was a Hearts game in October 85 and there were a couple of games thereafter. Then obviously that Rangers game, and it, 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 I don't think they tried to get him back into it. He came on as a sub for a couple of games in that season, but... Uh, it just couldn't do it, like you know. And I actually went to his uh, testimonial uh, against Nottingham Forest in a cold. Uh, I think it was November 1987, a very very cold night against Nottingham Forest. So I was uh, privileged to go uh, to that testimonial at Celtic Park. I was just wondering, you, I just missed out on him. How good was David Proven? And can you actually describe his what type of winger he was? Obviously, David Cooper, if you could maybe compare him to like David Cooper, like he was obviously the ball was tight to his feet and he was quite good eye candy, he was, could beat guys. What, what was David like? Was he a wee bit more kind of basic compared to Cooper? What was his crossing it, like? Fun. Can you just describe him as a winger? It's funny you mention, Robbie, Celtic against Hearts. Celtic played Hearts at Tynecastle and lost, and big Billy McNeil was the manager at the time. And you could tell when Billy walked towards you after a game and you thought, ooh, the big gym is not looking great here. Uh, and I said to him, anybody injured? And he said, how would they get injured? Coming out the bath. And the following week, he signed Davy Proven. And Davy Proven, along with Murdo McLeod, who was signed the same week, made an immediate difference and won Celtic the league title. At the end of that season, they won Celtic the league title. Now, David Proven's an old friend of mine, used to be a colleague here on Super Scoreboard, uh, but I will say that he was a tremendous asset to Celtic. His crossing, interesting you mentioned that, Robbie, mm-hmm. because crossing the ball has become something of a dead art now. The number of players who hit the first defender is uncanny, but David Proven, like the late, great David Cooper, he... His final ball was terrific. Uh, Davy Proven didn't perhaps do all the, the, the tricks that uh, Davy Cooper did, but wonderfully effective, tremendous crosser of the ball. And I'm sure you remember, Robbie, the cup final against Dundee United uh, when he curled the free kick in to get an equaliser for Celtic and Celtic went on to win the cup. He was just a magnificent striker of the ball. I was just uh, I wrote a bit of a, a word on the the paper there, Hugh, in terms of crossing the ball, and I says he's very similar to Cooper. Uh, I text my mate David Farrell earlier on, big Celtic fan, and I says to him, "Who's your favourite of them all over the years at Celtic?" And he says, "David Proven, without doubt, one of the best crossers of the ball he's ever seen in all his years uh, watching Celtic." So you're absolutely right. He terrorised Scottish football for several years, and obviously had that. MS as, as Robbie said It kind of cut him short A little bit But Fine, fine winger And he's, uh, he's heady Yeah we've had lots of tweets in, uh, Suggesting that name To be fair Robbie So I think you are You're not the only one Who, who got, got off their seat For that man Aye Aye uh, I would just like to ask Another question That you And maybe even Alec Could uh, come in here See David Cooper Now I don't want people To take, take, take this the wrong way I heard Obviously, people seen more of the, the, the David Cooper, David Proven, and and Eamon Bannon, Peter Weir. But I heard that uh, David Cooper, for as good as he was on his day, 
he had a wee bit of problem with his consistency. He wasn't, I've heard that he wasn't as consistent week in, week out as a, a David Problem, a Peter Weir, a Eamon Bannon, and the other Scottish, Scottish wingers that were going about. So when he was hot, he was really, really hot and he was really on fire. But it, is it fair to say that David Cooper maybe had a wee bit of problem with consistency? That he, you know, he had really, really bad spells where he wasn't in games and he wasn't really up to form. Hugh, what do you think, Hugh? Nah, I'm not having that one. Uh, you know, wingers can be inconsistent. They're they're not robots or human beings. But by and large, if you'd said to somebody, uh, "Do you want David Cooper in your team?" Yes, thank you. Every time, and the same would apply to David Proven. You, yeah, you, to, to be fair though, that that is a different point. I, without even having. Because it's obviously before my time, I would imagine it probably was a bit because they all are. And is, is that is that not the point? Yes. I mean the the frustration that there's a love hate relationship with wingers. We see it week in week out on this show yeah. with James Forrest. Absolutely. Now someone someone tweeted in to, to, to praise James Forrest. To be fair, but I wonder if his contribution, um, the trophies he's going to have won, the medals he'll have picked up. Yeah. It's the type of thing that maybe some fans will only appreciate when it's all said and done. Retired, yeah, because absolutely. on a week in, week out basis, you might see a cross that doesn't find its man, or you might see him run the ball out, whatever it may be. Yeah. And it's the frustration that consumes you. Well, uh, for me, I, I've said this time after time James Forrest is at a really good level over the last couple of years. And when he comes off it a little bit, it looks as if he's not having the same impact. Neil Lennon. Brendan Rodgers before him consistently pick him Gordon and uh, if you look at his stats over the last few years and I think that's important because if you're assessing a winger and what he brings to the table you will have numerous numerous uh, assists plus his goal return in the last three years has been absolutely sensational but just something that Robbie touched on there and, it, and again it's just grown arms and legs Peter Weir and Eamon Bannon Hugh you know when you go back to the early 80s mid 80s these two were absolutely sensational yeah, David Healy said um, Peter Weir as well. That oh, was one of the names player. that he threw in, Hugh. So you won't be surprised to see that on the list. Yeah, um, Peter, lovely pace and lovely touch on the ball. Eamon Bannon uh, was part of the Jim McLean era at Dundee United. And whatever Eamon did, it was never enough for wee Jim. <laughs> uh, but he was a terrific player, Eamon. I mean... Dundee United to win the title in 1983. I mean, come on, Dundee United. Uh, you know, and to, to win it at Dens Park on uh, the final day of the season, one of the great dramatic stories of Scottish football. Eamon Bannon was a terrific player, terrific fella. If only he could ever have pleased Jim McLean. <laughs> loads and loads of these on Twitter. The wingers that got you out your seat. Jonesy says, got to be Paulo Di Canio, lunatic. But that goal at Pataudry with the goal boots on, I'm sure they went for fortunes for cash for kids too, says Jonesy Hugh. You remember uh, that? They, 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 they went for £60,000, let me tell you. Uh, they had a title, I'm trying to remember, Top, top of Fedoro or something. I always remember when Fergus McCann came to Celtic and he's trying to rebuild the club, rebuild the stadium, rebuild everything. And Paolo came and... When Fergus needed everyone to be pulling together, Paolo scored a goal against Hearts to equalise for Celtic at Celtic Park. And, you know, the crowd were up off their seats and Paolo was a genius. But before the game could restart, Paolo got himself sent off. <laughs> and and Fergus said to me, Harry, do it. Why do it? You know, uh, you know, he couldn't understand that Fergus was an accountant. 
He understood profit and loss. He understood pros and cons. He understood how the ledger works. But he didn't understand crazy Italians. Uh, there's an, and I know he listens from time to time So I'm not sure he'll be too happy with Jonesy shout He says, we Brian McLaughlin The only Celtic player to wear the hoop Says Jonesy Good player. There we go, we'll leave that one there We're going to get some travel then More of your suggestions for the winger That got you out your seat Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here Taking your calls Reading your tweets And taking a trip down memory lane For the wingers that got you out your seats Eugene O'Neill has been on Twitter He says I'm old enough to remember Jimmy Johnson and George Best In recent times The best on his game And that would be the key part probably On his game <laughs> Paddy McCourt Yeah you think of the effortlessness, Hugh Talk about guys that yeah. maybe weren't blessed with pace But could just eliminate players for fun He would be right up there, wouldn't he? People love a cult figure We spoke about Ted McMinn And the Rangers fans adored him Even though nobody had a clue what he was going to do next Paddy McCourt will be remembered for scoring Some of the best goals you've ever seen for Celtic uh, He certainly was not blessed with pace he was certainly not a dietitian's dream. He was certainly not a sports psychologist's dream. But, oh my, when he got on the ball, I remember one goal against uh, Falkirk at uh, their stadium, uh, which was absolutely wonderful. There was another against St Mirren. And I thought to myself, you know, you can go on all day about tactics. But here's a fella that there's no point in talking about tactics to him. He just took the ball went off and won, and when it worked, it was glorious. Funny you should mention Falkirk, because Stubro has sent in another one. He says the best winger to play for the Bairns, Kevin McAllister. Wee crunchy, probably one of the best never to get capped, played with Chelsea as well. Were you at Falkirk at the same time? Kevin, Kevin was there just before. He went down to to Chelsea. He was a brilliant little player, really tricky. An old-fashioned out-and-out winger, plenty of skill, pace, very direct when I left, he then come back. But if my memory serves me right, I think Falkirk paid two hundred and twenty-five grand for him in nineteen ninety-one, Gordon, which was a right few quid then. Is it, I'm enjoying this. We're going down memory lane. Sometimes we're not going back too far. Other times we're going way back. Is there something about the position that's Redundant. changed, dying out slightly? Yeah. I'm just thinking about the absolute top teams. Doesn't tend to be yep. Get to the byline As such anymore I mean wingers are still there But they're asked to do Very different things Are they yeah. not we, Someone mentioned James Forrest earlier I mean his best work now Comes actually when he Inside when, Yeah is that is that fair Without doubt You look at Liverpool You've got uh, Sani In the, the left hand side Manny and, uh, Manny and Sani yeah. Salah <laughs> Salah and they, <laughs> Manny and Sani They come in from the, the wide And then you get your full backs You look at Man City as well Very similar uh, And it's a common theme Where the full backs are, are where you get your width from and um, so it is actually uh, kind of redundant at the moment in some respects, Gordon, because they don't search the byline anywhere near as much and they try and work it through the middle and get overloads through there. So it is a dying, and we were obviously talking in the break with the, uh, uh, the producer, and he was saying as well, you know, because when he thinks about... he's just a young thing, that's yes, the problem. And, and he likes the number 10, the fancy dance, whereas we're a wee bit older and you get, you get back to the old days when there was an out-and-out wingers. 
Oh, don't worry, we'll probably get to number 10s and fancy Dan's next week uh, But since it's the anniversary of Jimmy Johnson's Celtic debut And it's the end of the week in which we remembered the late great Davy Cooper We're asking you for the wingers that got you out your seat I'll tell you what, why don't we bring it up to the modern day Who's the best winger at your club at the moment? Or maybe last season or in the last couple of seasons Let's see if we can try and give the current crop a bit of praise Because they're twiddling their thumbs at the moment uh, Let's show them some love Andy's in Clyde Bank first though Hi Andy uh, how you doing boys, alright? Good Andy, what have you got for us? What I've got is uh, probably my story of football um, Even though I didn't play football at all But I was a big fan um, I was a hockey player But I was a big fan uh, of football for many years um, Celtic and Clyde Bank were the teams that I supported um, My dad was a Celtic fan But I was brought up in Mount Bolo and Damure Not far away from Clyde Bank And I was a Bankies fan. I had a season ticket there um, for the amazing 1987 um, when they were up. Actually, they were up for a, a full three seasons. But there was one season where all the great players were coming to coming to Kabowie Park, and it was just amazing to see like Sir Paul McStay, Roy Aiken, and Ali McCoist and all these guys coming to coming to Kabowie Park. And another thing, I was born in 1973, and I was actually born in Clyde Bank. Um, I remember <laughs> when I was really young, um, when the shipyards were still sort of going quite heavy duty. Um, going up to Kilbury Park on a Saturday was a real day out. You know, the shopping centre was mobbed. Hugh, I think you're a banky lad, you've been there for a while. Hugh, you'll remember just how, how much it meant to the banky people. A Saturday was, was a real big day out. It's so sad now to obviously see Saturdays now. The way that it's went, and obviously the way that the bankies um, you know, went down to junior football. But for me, the, my football story was was me and my dad, Celtic and Clyde Bank, and enjoying um, many, many, many games together. Um, my first time going to Hamden Park, and this is old Hamden Park. I'll never forget the smell outside, the smell inside. <laughs> my first sight of the pitch as you climb up those stairs as a I mean, I must have been 14 or 15 years old, and it was the first time I'd ever went into Hamden Park. And me and my dad were, weren't they that close as father and son, but football brought us together. Um, he was very old school, and what brought me and my dad together, who's no longer here, um, is football. And football um, at Cobbley Park, football at Hamden, football at um, many grounds. Um, what, what I loved about it, my dad taught me that football's football. Obviously, coming from Glasgow, where there's both sides, um, can be a bit of rivalry sometimes. What happened for me and my dad was he taught me just to enjoy the football and let that other stuff deal with it by itself. Yeah, it's a powerful vehicle, Andy. That's why we're missing it so much at the moment. Really nice of you to, to sort of share your personal experiences. What about when you were watching the Bankies? Then was there a, a winger or, or who was the guy that got you off your seat? Jerry McCabe. Jerry McCabe was somebody that um, he was almost like um, you were talking about Jinky earlier on. He was almost like a poor man's Jinky. He was tremendous, Jerry. Um, great winger. Um, he would very rarely. He would either do one or two things. He would take on the whole of the opposition team and score a goal, or he would take on the whole of the opposition team and get the ball taken off him. That was the two <laughs> things that he done. He was just an out and out. Put your head down and get down that line, old-fashioned striker. He's still um, doing that. He's still doing that now, uh, McCabe. <laughs> he's, he's still trying to play five or six against us. And uh, I remember Jerry, uh, you, you talk about run about eighty-seven. 
He was absolutely magnificent. Gordon, you obviously play five sides with him occasionally as well. And uh, tri- talk about trickery and mastering the ball with his left foot. He was absolutely tremendous and, and a great character also. And Hugh Keevens, I'm not going to move on from talking about great Clyde Bank memories without bringing you in on this. Well, one of the great regrets of my life, Gordon, was that I witnessed the birth of a football club and the death of the same football club as a professional entity. 1965, they came into Clydebank uh, as ES Clydebank. Uh, and we all know we started the week talking with David Cooper. Now we're on to KB. Uh, there were other wingers in between, like Jimmy Caskey, who played for the Bankies. Uh, and Andy's quite right. One of the great thrills was uh, I couldn't take my son to football uh, on a Saturday because I was always working at the football but I could take him down to Clubbowie Park midweeks, uh, and that's when we got uh, Davy Cooper and Jimmy Caskey and KB and everyone else. They were a special breed, yeah. and you were talking about it earlier on, Gordon. It, it, it was it was about an era. It, they were called Tanner Ball players for those of my age, <laughs> yes. uh, and you know were, we started with Jimmy. He summed up the whole image of wingers. He was a rascal and he was a genius. And who will ever forget Alec? Yep. When Jimmy played uh, midweek for Scotland against Wales, uh, they had England to play the following Saturday, but Jimmy went back down to Largs with the rest of the team and decided it would be a great idea to go out <laughs> in a rowing boat. Uh, unfortunately, he forgot to take any oars with him and was singing Rod Stewart's Sailing as the boat disappeared into the far horizon. <laughs> That's one and of the, took the, the greats, isn't it? One of the great Scottish yeah. football stories here. Played against England on the Saturday, was absolutely terrific. Scotland beat England, and as he left the park, he waved up cheerily to the press box, but he just used two fingers for some reason. <laughs> uh, loads coming in on Twitter as well, Alex, and I did say I wanted to give yes. you know a bit of credit to, to guys that are doing the rounds at, at the moment or in, in recent seasons, because we've mentioned some of the the absolute elite The cream, yes But no matter what team you support And what level you're playing at It still can be the wingers That, that get you out your seat You know, and, and Stuart's gone for modern day He says Johnny Hayes and Niall McGinn For Aberdeen They transformed the team And he's right If you talk about impact It's not so long ago That Aberdeen were, were languishing were, were miles off where they should have been In our, our top flight Absolutely. table And then around that time Derek McInnes you know, took over you know, Hayes on one side McGinn yeah. on the other That's when they became You know a, a bit of a force To be reckoned with If you asked Adam Rooney uh, Who created the most goals He would either say McGinn and Hayes They were absolutely excellent I think that's uh, What Derek McInnes Built his team on You know Because he obviously played With a one striker At that time as well And uh, McGinn and Hayes Were excellent McGinn's back up there Johnny Hayes is doing Ever so well at Celtic Out of contract in the summer Still uh, Maybe Resigning Possibly Going somewhere else I mean even even still to this day though, We sort of suggested that Wingers are not dying out But, but you know it's, it's changing a bit But again David Healy mentioned Lewis Morgan from a St Mirren perspective Lewis was on the phone from, yes. from Miami last night I obviously think about My hometown team And Hilton. some some of the success Hilton. in recent Hilton. seasons coming off But even going back to you know the teams that finished second Guys like Chris Humphrey Jamie Murphy You know yeah, well, when, yeah. when those guys pick up the ball That's when you get that sense of expectation I went to see uh, Motherwell play Hearts Six, seven, eight years ago Wherever it was Gordon And uh, the standout player was uh, Jamie Murphy It was absolutely unbelievable I was working at MK Dons In fact it was almost nine or ten years ago 
And I went to see him And he was absolutely sensational Got mad in match uh, Again he has got that trickery one Whereas you know Humphreys was just a pure blistering pace He was catching pigeons in his spare time So That's what I like about the, the, the topic about the wingers Because even when you go back to John Robertson Winning two European Cups Winning the top flight And you think No pace No pace But talk about trickery Dropping the shoulder uh, so there's plenty of players of uh, that also Really nice call Andy Thanks a lot for sharing your memories And giving us the winger That got you off your seat I think that takes us up nicely to this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Pundits Hang your heads in shame You've lost the week already Hugh Keevans gave a ball away On Monday uh, Gordon Deal followed on Tuesday On Monday Oh did you? Yes I was in the studio show so you were Well someone lost anyway Gordon Deal lost on Tuesday sure. You've had a bit of a nightmare So that's all I'm trying to say We'll see who can Step up to the plate tonight If you want to play Beat the Pundit Now is your chance 0141 951 1025 And you have to call Before 7 o'clock So be quick Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you Full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com It's Friday night Under normal circumstances We would be Previewing all the big games That were going to take place Tomorrow And then Sunday We'd be back on Monday Looking back And all the big talking points How much are you longing For a bad referee decision, Alex oh. Ray To come back and, and debate the good old stuff But Times are tough at the moment And we're just trying our best To provide some sort of football fix During these uncertain times So Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here And tonight With good reason We're asking you Who were the wingers That got you off your seats We have been Bowled over by the response so far So many calls and so many tweets So we thank you But keep them coming We do have some Small football related headlines To, to, to work our way around And of course during this time we are keen to, sh- to shine a light on the good things that football clubs and football players are doing uh, to keep everyone ticking over. So we will do that, but keep the calls and the tweets coming about the wingers. And first, time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the pundit time. Alex Ray is ready. Hugh Keevans, I think I've found out a way, Hugh, that you could technically play tonight. So don't think you're off the hook. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll probably need to get producer Dan uh, to oversee this because the only person who is more useless with the buttons in here than me is you. So you're the most useless by far when it comes to the technology, uh, but I'm not too far behind you when it comes to this desk. So if producer Dan can swing it, I think there is a button we can press and Hugh Evans would lose us for a couple of minutes. Yes, he's nodding away. Good. That's what I like to hear. Let's meet tonight's contestant. He's from View Park and his name is Mick. Hi, Mick. How you doing, pal? Not too bad. How are you? Ah, keep it real, you know, look at the windy and see nothing (laughs) Uh, Well, fitting Mick that you're on from View Park because we've been talking about Jimmy Johnson He's from your neck of the woods Uh, uh, Well, put it this way, I hope my door to go to work in the morning I look forward to the hoochie we pull up Love that, right, let's toss the coin Cannot, let's toss the coin and see who you're up against Mick If it's heads, it'll be Hugh Keevans And if it's tails, it's Alex Ray no problem. It is tails So Hugh Evans, You're safe Don't worry I don't need to Make you disappear With that magic button I do have one in here though That will Deafen Alex Ray And make sure that he can't hear Your answers Mick I'm going to put 30 seconds On the clock You're up against Alex And you can pass That's all you need to know Are you ready? No problem I only Good man Time starts now Who was Celtic captain Before Scott Brown? Uh, McManus Which English side Play their home games At Ellen's Road? What nationality is St Mirren goalkeeper Vlaklav Hadkley? 
Uh, Austrian Who won La Liga in 2019? Barcelona Who finished the Championship's top scorer in Scotland last season? Championship uh, Shankland Which side is Jermaine Defoe on loan to Rangers from? Bournemouth Who are the most southerly side in the Scottish Premiership? Queen of the South Okay let's bring Alex back Alex oh, have you got us? That song was absolutely unbelievable Native New Yorker by Odyssey You remember that Mick? I'm really a special man myself Brilliant <laughs> Right Alex same set of questions to you You ready? Yes Who was Celtic captain before Scott Brown? Uh, Ledley Which English side play their home games at Elland Road? Elland Road's Leeds What nationality is St Mirren goalkeeper Vaclav Hladke? Austrian Who won La Liga in 2019? Atletico uh, Madrid Who finished Scottish Championship top scorer last season? Uh, Sh- uh, uh, Shanklin Which side is Jermaine Defoe on loan to Rangers from? Bournemouth Who are the most southerly side in the Scottish Premiership? Kamarnock Okay, okay, okay Mick, what do you think? What do you think of the competition? That is close, close, close I that. think it is close <laughs> Very close Good game tonight though, I like that up the last one Championship I know Mick, I know You knew yourself though, didn't you? Uh, let's go through them And find out Who was Celtic club captain Before Scott Brown Stephen McManus Big Mick McManus. got it He is 1-0 oh. in front Well done Mick See, that's, a, that's, a, that's a terrible question celib- well, well, <laughs> given, given that Joe Ledley Was never Celtic club captain exactly. I don't know what you were What you were doing So which English side Play their home games At Ellen Road It's Leeds You both got it Mick stays yeah. in front Interestingly You both thought that Vaclav Kladke Was Austrian uh, But he's Czech So it's still 2-1 Who won La Liga In 2019 It was Barcelona And Mick got it right So Mick goes 3-1 in front Who finished the Scottish Championship Top scorer last season It was Shankland Yes And you needed that I thought you were going to give me The wrong answer That would have been it I was contemplating Dobie It would have been over for you But you got it So you stay 2 behind No that's 3-2 now Oh, he got it as well. Oh, did he? he got it as well. Uh, I am going at all, Alex. Comes in. Which side is Jermaine Defoe on loan from? It's Bournemouth. You both got it. And Kilmarnock are the most southerly side in the Premiership. Uh, Mick, well Mick, Mick even managed to say Queen of the South. Who are not even in the Premiership and still hey. be. Well done, Mick. Well done, Mick. You only got them all right, didn't you? It was one, one wrong. Yeah, Mick. I like it. Uh, right, two, yeah. two wrong. You got Kilmarnock wrong at the end. Yes. Brilliant, well Mick. Played, Great Mick. effort. Well done. That's brilliant mate. Cheers Alex well done. Enjoy partner Good man That was Mick In view part Comfortable for the for the listeners this week I'm telling yeah. you And in true Gordon DL fashion He lost on Tuesday And then tried to claim that uh, These results are <laughs> null and void At the moment Because of everything well, That's got Exactly Don't want to go down that road uh, So he's trying to get himself Off the hook But there we go uh, Hugh Evans, You're still with us You're just listening in there Were you? Well, uh, I'm just thinking, this is my longest unbeaten run. Unbeat the pundit. <laughs> You're on a roll, Shug. Yeah. Uh, we'll get you back sometime in the future, don't you worry. Uh, we are going to keep that conversation going because it's been so popular on the phones and on Twitter. So we'll, we'll take a further trip down memory lane mm. with the wingers that got you off your seat. And by the way, that doesn't have to be a long journey. That could be someone who did it three weeks ago or someone who did it last season. So keep all your thoughts coming. 01419511025. And on Twitter at Clyde SSB Just some of the football related headlines Doing the rounds today though It seems like a good time to introduce one of them uh, And in particular it's that Partick Thistle 
have pledged to continue to pay staff in full for the next two months despite the shutdown. As you all know, football off at the moment, many clubs feeling the financial impact, but Jerry Britton revealing today, Hugh, the cost to the club could be up to £150,000 because there's, well, there's no people coming through the gates in the foreseeable future, but they have committed to paying staff in full until the end of May. Well, as I said at the start, Gordon, uh, well done to them uh, because they, they do have the money to cover the cost. Uh, they're not trying to get out of their obligations to anyone. They were left well provided for concerning the remainder of this season. Uh, so they are devoting that money to the people who are contractually entitled to that money. So they're they are being absolutely fair, scrupulously fair with everyone. Thereafter, Jerry Britton knows that they're going to investigate the, the government and what the government are going to do to to meet the, the, the wages of people who have uh, lost their jobs. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that the Chancellor of the Exchequer means his scheme to be directed towards professional football clubs. But that's for Partick Thistle to explore and other clubs in their position to explore. I hope they get lucky. I'm not sure they will. Um, There's a financial hardship coming. You can't help but feel because if it's all outgoings and nothing coming in, then how could there be anything but financial hardship from top to bottom? Yeah, Alex, um, everywhere... Everywhere you turn People's phones and, and social media feeds And all the rest of it Are awash with people who Are trying to tell you That they know what's going on So so we, we won't do that We won't pretend But as, as Hugh references The government's Coronavirus job retention scheme It is clearly a hope Amongst football clubs That that is a vehicle That they can use To, yeah, to try and ease um, Like I say I'm not sure any of us Know for sure um, But that's the, the type of Route that clubs Will be going down yeah, without doubt. I think uh, it's encouraging for Partick Thistle players and staff to know that they're going to be secure for the next couple of months, Gordon. We keep referring back to time and how long this is going to uh, carry on for. And uh, regardless of what business you're involved in, they will have hardships, as you said. I think uh, Hibs came out in the last day or two as well, saying that they kind of looking at maybe trying to get some reduction as well because it's going to be difficult. You know, you've looked at Hearts, 50% wage cuts, but I think it could be across the board, Gordon. They will, they will look to the government to try and subsidise something, uh, but I'm not sure that they will be able to pay that. You know, if you look at some of the the stuff coming out, it's uh, two and a half thousand pound caps and things for self-employed. So difficult times to ask for a lot more than that, particularly footballers. I don't think it'd be welcomed. Yeah, and Hugh, this though is showing well, it's showing the the good side of, of football, if you like, or it's showing the. The power which football has And how much it means to people Because these are difficult times But so many clubs have been buoyed by Good news stories or financial backing from their fans And that's something uh, that Kilmarnock have been boosted by as well A fan initiative that's raised over £35,000 um, yeah. in, in the last yeah. last week So clearly the club Extremely grateful to those who even in these tough times Have managed to dig deep Well incredible things going on Gordon Because you know People are being laid off left, right and centre. They have their own financial imperatives to deal with. But the football club closest to their heart never leaves their heart. And although they're trying to look after their families, they're trying to look after their football club as well. It's an astonishing feeling of community 
Uh, and a reminder to all of us about how much football clubs mean to the men, women and children who support them. And when this awful cloud passes and we get our game back, uh, there will be an emotional, highly emotional reunion between football supporters and their football club. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that community aspect, that community spirit. I'm not sure if it works for you, Alex Ray. You're 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 way out in the countryside. But Hugh, did you did you manage to get to the the balcony last night and give your round of applause at eight o'clock? Uh, I was led there by the good lady <laughs> who who clapped her little heart out. Uh, I one of my girls uh, is a nurse, uh, and so it's important. I'm just looking at her photograph here with a nursing diploma. Uh, so you know it's important, and they do fantastic work. And the, the, everyone uses the expression "front line," but they are front line, and they are standing between a disease and your family. It was very humbling, Gordon, when because uh, as you said, I'm out in the sticks. There's only about forty houses in around my area, and uh, it was brilliant. Everyone was coming out. There was fireworks. There was horns going off. There was people clapping and all that, and it was great because it's good to see the kids. Uh, can I support them as well, you know? And then obviously the the elderly guys like myself and the missus. So it was a brilliant uh, experience. It's not something I've actually experienced in my life where everybody's rallying from every every household mm. round about you. It was it was brilliant. Yeah, well done to everyone who took part. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's go back to the phones though. We've been asking you all night for the wingers that got you out your seat. What's Andy and Finniston got for us? Hi Andy. How are you doing, guys? All right. I'm all right. Yes, good. How are you? Ah, brilliant! Aye, the 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 two that stuck out. The first one was definitely Willie Henderson for me. Definitely Willie Henderson, and the second one was Willie Johnson. The B buds, the boys were talking about earlier on. That was the two because I could, I was kind of brought up in the sixties, in the seventies. You know, going to Ibrox and that, and they two were just amazing. And uh, you, I can always remember we Willie Henderson. I know you were saying he was he had contact, but he was seen him out, out, out the football. He used to always have a big cigar in his mouth. <laughs> Can always admit the cat. I guess the cat was bigger than him. <laughs> but aye, they were brilliant. I uh, I I know Willie, and um, yeah, Alec. You know, sensational character, uh, a generous man. Uh, just to deal with the football first of all, as I say, there was Jimmy Johnson at Celtic, and there was Willie Henderson at Rangers, and uh, they they would. Um, caused great debate about who should play for Scotland uh, and both sets of supporters always felt that uh, one was being favoured over the other such is life in Glasgow Willie was a tremendous winger, tremendous character uh, Andy's quite right about the cigar, uh, he always called you sir, how are you sir uh, and you know wonderful, will go down in Scottish football history blind as a bat Wonderful football. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a name for you. Uh, would you come under the the winger bracket slightly before me as well, Bobby Lennox? Oh well, Bobby was sensational. Um, you know, Bobby, Bobby would have got far more goals uh, if we had VAR now, <laughs> uh, because I remember a famous UEFA Cup tie against Liverpool at Anfield, and Celtic were denied victory in the tie overall. Because a Bobby Lennox goal was disallowed, and it was disallowed because he was too fast for the naked eye. They thought they thought well, he must be offside. Look what he is! But it was Jim, it was Bobby's pace that took him past people uh, at tremendous speed. And Bobby was a, a again, you know, 
you're talking about a generation of men, whether it's Willie Henderson or Bobby Lennox or Reed Jimmy, uh, they're fantastic characters and fantastic people. Yep, uh, I'm just going to put it back to Andy and Finnis. Andy, the two guys that you mentioned then, what was it about them that, that you liked so much? And how how would you compare them or, or contrast the two of them? Are they similar? Well, I just I well they were I think they were kind of similar. You know, they had a bit of character about them, as I say. <clears throat> they were good on the ball, but uh, I I would say the two of them. Are, you know, I mean, it's that long. So I, I can't remember some of the games I went to. You know what I mean? But I was going to. I'm sure that Wally Johnston once. I don't know if I might be getting mixed up here. He got the ball and out or something, and he stuck up the back of his jumper. And the ref's shouting him, and he's gone. He's got his two hands out, going like, "Well, where's the ball?" You know. And I don't know if I'm maybe getting mixed up here with somebody else. But I'm sure it was Wally Johnson done that. I have no hey, idea. Hey, Hugh, hey, can you shed any light? Uh, I remember Jim Baxter putting it up the front of his jersey once, but uh, I'm, I'm struggling to remember. Uh, <laughs> but doing that, but uh, he he was he was fantastic. As I say, um, at that time, Scotland meant wingers. Uh, yeah. When when Gordon Strachan many decades later said that what he thought was holding Scotland back at international level was genetics. In other words, we always look about a foot smaller than the people we play against. But in that era of Willie Henderson, Jimmy Johnson, Willie Johnson, Bobby Lennox, that was a good thing. Uh, they, they had that low centre of gravity, pace, and whether it was domestic football or, as I mentioned about Bobby Lennox in European football, we Jimmy in the Bernabeu Stadium uh, for Celtic against Real Madrid. Being small was certainly no disadvantage. Good memories, Andy and Finnis, and I like that. Some good suggestions coming in on the phones and on Twitter. If you want to keep them coming, we'd love to have them. 01419511025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB, and uh, you might want to get a pen and paper because we've got a full-time teaser coming up next. It's got 11 answers. And I think it's right up your street, Alex Ray. I've got a feeling this is this is going to be the, eventually. We've only been looking for one for about four years, but this is the one <laughs> that is going to see you come to the fore. I'm glad. I promise. I'm glad, I'm glad of it. We'll read the question out next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's that time of the night when you send in the questions to us. And we try and test out the pundit's knowledge Between now and the end of the show So we're here until just before 8 o'clock And Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are going to have to team up On the following question Now, regular listeners to the show will know That Alex and Hugh tend to get slightly easier questions Than say, Nonsense. Roger Hanna Because he's a smart Alec And we have to give him uh, difficult questions Now on a Tuesday, a gentleman called John Smith Usually sends really, really tough questions in And we give them to Roger But you two are getting a John Smith question tonight Because I think you can handle it I do think you can handle it And I'm hoping Alex Ray's going to help you out here Hugh Because this is right up his street Can you name the 11 stadiums That have hosted an English Premier League match But they no longer exist <sighs> You think that's easy for me? I thought oh, you yeah. played at some of them yeah, well, So can you name the 11 stadiums That have hosted an English Roca. Premier League match that no longer exist Roker Park Yes, Roker Park, Sunderland So when Upton when, Park Oh, good one Hugh, that's the most recent Upton Park, West Ham White Hart Lane Yes In fact, that, that'll be the most recent one, won't it? Yes um, 
what was Coventry called, Hugh? Highfield Road There we go Tom Highfield Road what? Look at that Alex Ray gets to the byline <laughs> Since we're talking <laughs> about wingers to the back post for <laughs> And there he is arriving uh, To convert That's fine We'll leave it there for then Highfield Road Whiteheart Lane Upton Park Roker Park When did Sunderland move from Was that uh, 97, 98 Around about that time so I was only at Roker for a year So you spanned the, the move I did yes We went to the stadium What's that like? Uh, well, I mean obviously be, you're, you're going to better facilities But does it feel strange? G- Gordon The only way I can describe this is Roker Park was falling apart <laughs> It had the old communal bath That was manky uh, The pipes were in a dress It was horrible And they were getting about 19,000 in the Premiership And we got relegated Going to this new stadium I think there was about 35,000 37,000 old seater stadium And I thought to myself Where are they going to get all these fans? I'd heard about Sunderland But a big uh, Next year we went up uh, Got to the playoffs were more or less selling it out They extended the stadium Got up to 50,000 And then all of a sudden They were getting that as well uh, Full on a regular basis So It was a remarkable mm. Transformation of an area Who ended up Kind of Bringing the fan base with them It was a, a brilliant time Did, Does it Does part of it feel strange though Because It's still your home Regardless of whether it's You know Not in the best state Yeah I, And, and I, fans I, have got that Emotional tie as well Don't they I think the fans are more Difficult with it Gordon Due to the fact You know that The Roker roar Every time you get A couple of co- uh, corners the, the fans would get Into kind of really High pitch Kind of getting a fever pitch uh, And it took time To get that At the new stadium But once we settled in there It was oh, What a brilliant place To play a football Absolutely loving All your suggestions For the wingers That got you out Your seat on Twitter Peter Gray says For my own team I used to love David Elliott Then Junior Mendes And under Jack Ross Lewis Morgan Was superb Yeah um, Morgan was good yeah. Big fan of Lewis Morgan Purely because he gave up his time To talk to us about David Beckham Last night Aww, And what it's like To, to, to play for a team yeah, Five minutes out of Glasgow he's, Play for he's a team that's uh, Owned by David Beckham We enjoyed having Lewis On the phone last night uh, Jim Thompson says One winger who used to Always make me think Something could happen And get me on my feet Was Neil McCann Yes But I'd also like to mention Alan Johnson Loved Magic him at Ibrooks, But never really got the praise he deserved What did I say to you before? What did I say to you? When I was writing down Bud Johnson I says I'm not sure Alan Johnson will get a mention But when he played at Sunderland At that period I was talking about He was frightening The amount of quality goals And he, he did search the byline with his left step over Ding that up to Niall Quinn But he could also come inside Gordon And then wrap one into the top corner He was a right good footballer yeah, and Hugh, the tweeter mentions it as well. If you're talking, you know, out and out sort sort of typical wingers, if you like, Neil McCann, and and of course did most of his his stuff up here. We we, we saw the vast majority of his good work in two spells at Hearts and and Rangers and beginning and, and ending at Dundee. Twenty six Scotland caps along the way as well. Oh, and uh, you know, I still think there's a place for Neil McCann in the game. I know his managerial time at Dens Park ended sadly. Uh, but he was a talent on the park um, and I still think there's more to come from him but I have to put Neil into his box and go back to Alan Johnson because as you know Alec my predictions are legendary (laughs) not not always accurate but legendary so Hearts went to play Rangers at Ibrox and I said Rangers win this match comfortably Hearts be lucky to go over the halfway line, never mind score a goal. Full-time score, Rangers nil, Hearts three. Goal scorer, singular, Alan Johnson, three. What a player he was. 
He was, he was excellent And I never, you never thought I would say this How much are you all missing Hugh Keevan's predictions? Because remember he was banned, banned yes. He was banned before the lockdown really so. so this is the biggest ban ever I was going to lift the ban For the old firm game which was coming up But the plug got pulled two nights before On the Friday evening if you remember And well, essentially you've been banned ever since you Well I was going to tip that the game would be postponed <laughs> Well I don't think anyone saw this coming But here we are And I'll tell you what What about this for a smooth transition Neil McCann Alan Johnson Tynecastle Hearts Here's Kenny the Jambo What else have you got Kenny I hope those two haven't stolen your thunder No 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 I always remember that Hearts I keep in guys Hugh Hope you're well old timer uh, Listen yeah. I, I, I'm going to start Hugh you, you'll be the only one to probably get this But uh, you're saying you mentioned George Best with Hibs earlier, so I've got to get my wee bit sort of stabbing him with the jambos. But Kevin Keegan, when he played in Alec McDonald's testimonial, Hearts Rangers at Tynecastle, 32,000. Uh, what yeah. a fantastic game that day. But uh, I'm, I'm going to continue on here. We're saying about the old timers. Bobby Prentice, I think I was about oh, 12 yeah. year old, 1976. A game that finished 4-3 to Celtic, but Hearts took a 3-0 lead in the first half. Bobby Prentice was on fire and and uh, big respect to Bobby because he passed away only a couple of months ago but I'm sure that day uh, Hugh that uh, Danny McGrain scored the fourth goal for Celtic and you had Kenny Douglas on the pitch and everyone so absolute pleasure to watch all these guys on the pitch I, I, I remember it well Kenny uh, I remember Rab Rab Prentice because he started his career at Celtic uh, uh, but he, he made his name uh, with Hearts and I remember that game that you speak about a seven goal thriller at Tynecastle uh, it was at a time when Kenny Dalglish and Danny McGrain were carrying Celtic on their backs it was basically McGrain Jardin and nine others that you couldn't name and they were superlative and that game was a classic a mini classic uh, and Danny I think from memory only got eight goals for Celtic in his entire Celtic career uh, so you had a collector's item right there, uh, but you're you're doing well, Kenny, to bring up Rab Prentice. He, he wouldn't be the first name that would come to mind uh, for people when they think of Hearts, but he was a terrific player for them. And I just searched for Bobby Prentice just to learn a little <laughs> bit more and found out that he played for the team who somehow were mentioned earlier on in the week. I can't believe Toronto Blizzard have had two mentions on Clyde One Super really? Scoreboard this week. Uh, but there we go. Kenny, that's that's quite a list because the guys already had Neil McCann, Alan Johnson. You've added Bobby Prentice any more in the maroon? Uh, definitely. Uh, and, and, de- and and sadly to say it, uh, and can I give you a quick shout out to Jim and Guido and Donegal because he listens to the show every night. I uh, hope he's all well and everything. But uh, John Cahoon, 1986. Played with me, John. I think, at that time, I think at that time you could take eight points in a season for the two, the two games coming away. And I think, uh, and unfortunately, in that season, uh, Hearts took maybe six, seven of the Celtic and Rangers doing a wee Cahoon's trickery on the wing. He was, he was fantastic. Player. Yeah, he was brilliant. He, uh, he came to Millwall at a period as well when I was there. And uh, as you rightly said, Kenny, he brought that kind of trickery because that's what he was. He was a. Skillful little player, very direct, and uh, we always played with a big striker, so it suited we jointly fire the boys into the mix. Yeah, I remember John very well. Yeah, I, I I worked in Edinburgh for the Scotsman newspaper at that time, and when it was Robbo and uh, John Cahoon and Gary Mackay, uh, you know, terrific days, Henry Smith in goal, um, 
it was a wonderful time to be in about the hearts at that time, uh, the Wallace Mercer era, and I'm sure you'll never forget that, Kenny. No, I'll never forget Wallace or the Pie Man or Romanov, but we've had fun along the way, you know what I mean? <laughs> fun along the way. Absolutely. That's a, good, that's a good way of summing up. That was Kenny in Airdrie, 01419511025. Uh, what about the reality for some of the lower league clubs, some of the part time players, some of the part time managers? Scottish football's shut down, as you well know. Um, so you might think that everyone is, is sitting around twiddling their thumbs, but actually. Jim McAnally, the Peterhead manager, he's busier than ever because he's delivering prescriptions around the Brotty Ferry area, many of which are for those in self-isolation. I started this wee job about six weeks ago and, uh, you know, I didn't know, obviously, at the time that, that obviously this situation would happen. I'm seeing loads of people every day, you know, although I keep my distance and most of the time I take stuff to the doors and leave it and, and walk away, but... You know, there's a lot of people out there that have actually got to get into their houses and and uh, people that can't get to their door, you know. What I would like people to appreciate is the pharmacists and the dispensers in, in the shop because they don't half work. And again, in these times, I've never seen so many people, you know, they've got to queue outside with spaces in between and, and these people just, these pharmacists never stop. That's the reality, Hugh, because... Some people are in our game have divided responsibilities between everyday life and, and other jobs and then football as well. Well, Jimmy McAnally is an old pal of mine and uh, someone who has a, a good heart and I know that he will enjoy the work that he's doing uh, and he knows he's doing it for the best of reasons uh, and it will be taking his mind off football but I'm quite sure that he understands that football has a place in life and right now it's in a, a lower place in life than it would have been six weeks ago. Uh, so well done to Jim and uh, I hope that uh, he's back at Peterhead sooner rather than later. Yeah, one of the good guys, uh, very good footballer as well, very tenacious and uh, he's doing a fine job. You know, I look at some of the, I think, is it Kevin... The big centre forward at Bolton, uh, Davis. Davis. Yeah, he's doing a bit of voluntary work as well, or he's he's offered his services to the NHS as well. So, you know, there's a lot of good guys out there doing doing a bit. Yeah, that's the thing, Hugh. Some of it's small, some of it's big, but it's all coming together. This collective effort to actually, although we're in pretty sad times, there's there's a lot of encouraging stuff out there. It is bringing out the best in some people. It's also showing you just how much football clubs and football means to people, and that that's why. We're here because we know that football is is not top of the priority list at the moment, but it is hugely important to people, and that, and that can't be forgotten either. Well, I think people will, will emerge from these dark days with a, a different perspective on life. Um, Jimmy McAnally touched upon uh, the pharmacist there. You know, we, we we all gathered at eight o'clock last night and had the round of applause for the carers, but uh, you know, I am allowed out of the house uh, if it's to get. Uh, Medicine, for example, and I was part of a queue outside my local pharmacy today, uh, and I know how hard they're working. And uh, you know, the, you're queuing outside for a reason. Uh, you're going inside though, and they take very, very good care of you. So, as I say, football fans will understand. Jimmy McAnally understands, uh, and everyone will come back out of this with 
a different perspective on life. I'm quite certain of that. Clyde One's Cash for Kids Appeal. Seems like a really good time to just bring you a message that we want to get across very important, more important than the teaser, more important than any of the debates that we are having on here as we approach the end of the first week of being asked to stay at home. We just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you if you've been following the advice from the government on how to stay safe. Thank you if you're one of the half a million people who've signed up to be an NHS volunteer. And thank you if you've donated to our Cash for Kids appeal, which we launched this week. The appeal is all about helping those families who need it most right now. And we've been totally blown away by the response. There's still many more families, though, who do need us just to help pay for basic essentials, food, utility bills, nappies... Uh, if you can spare any amount at all, you'll find all the details on the website at Clyde1.com forward slash appeal. And once again, from all of us, thank you. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with me, Gordon Duncan. We do have some breaking news coming out of Ibrooks, and I'll tell you about that in just a second. Let's revisit tonight's teaser. Sent in by John Smith, and he says, Can you name the 11 stadiums that have hosted an English Premier League match but no longer? Exist Good response on this on Twitter Yoda the Jake Mick Lisbon Diego is on as well Peter Gray Token Jester Adam Crawford George McGeoch and Milton Loads of them Throwing good suggestions And you two are doing quite well You've got Highfield Road Coventry White Hart Lane Spurs Roker Park Sunderland And Upton Park West Ham Any more? Yes uh, In Road Man City Yep good. Brilliant well good done shock. I've got the Southampton, the Dell. Mm-hmm. I've also got Filbert Street, which was Leicester's. Yes. Highbury. Brilliant. That's two to get. Oh, no, three to get. So we'll leave it there. Three to get. Eight down and three to go. We'll try and get them between now and the end of the show. The breaking news coming out of Ibrox is that Douglas Park has been placed in interim charge of the Rangers board after Dave King confirmed he has stepped down as chairman, Alex Ray. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It's been doing the rounds recently, Gordon, that uh, Dougie Park would be taking up the reins uh, after uh, the last AGM where Dave King said that he would be stepping down. So it's just a kind of natural... Kind of occurrence that uh, Dougie's taking over the reins. So uh, difficult times to take over at Rangers due to the fact that where they're at in terms of the the you know this coronavirus uh, and when the league's going to start back up. Yeah, no job in football's easy at the moment, Hugh. Although I noticed that it is an interim appointment by the looks of it. So we perhaps we're a little bit short on detail. It is quarter to eight on a Friday night, so it's it's not um not always the best time to. To get your teeth into these announcements But Douglas Park placed an interim charge of the Rangers board After Dave King confirms he's stepping down as chairman I don't know whether that's just a, a business thing or whatever But uh, it is strange you, know, you expect the chairman to step down And you expect his successor to be appointed uh, Whether there's a reason for the interim nature of it We will find out But Alex is spot on It's a very difficult time for Doogie Park to become chairman uh, he's stepped up to the plate himself in recent years and he's pumped a lot of money into Rangers uh, but money and Scottish football clubs is now indivisible Rangers uh, I'm sure no one would 
argue with the, the statement they are not in the best of financial shape. And now they are dealing with a time in the game where their outgoings are high, the wage bill will be high, and all of the other outgoings associated with a football club of their size, but there's no money coming in. And therefore, it's a trying time financially. And Doogie Park will have to steer the club through that difficult time. Investment uh, has been rumoured. But that investment in the short term might be needed to defray losses at the club. So it's a very difficult time for Doogie Park to be assuming control. Yeah, that's one that will maybe bubble away over the weekend and, and we can take a yep. closer look at it on Monday night. We're almost done for tonight um, and that announcement just reaching us. Dave King stepping down as chairman and Douglas Park interim. Uh, he's going to step into that role on an interim basis. Uh, loads coming in still on Twitter about the wingers that got you off your seats. Yes. SMFC uh, it says Ian Scanlon who came to St Mirren as part of the Peter Weir deal was one of the only two players I've seen score from a corner. Uh, live against Clyde Bank at Kilbowie Park The other being Andy Ritchie And there's a second shout of the night for Jerry McCabe He says just a mercurial, mercurial player uh, In whatever position he played There was another one for you here Hugh uh, Where was it? I spotted your name Shug will remember Kenny Aird Says Paul Rooney Oh yes Yeah it's at Johnston Before my time I must admit Shrugged his shoulders there <laughs> Yeah, Kenny, uh, another diminutive winger uh, of the old school. As I say, for me, and I don't know if it annoys Alec as much as it annoys me, but for me, the the final ball that players have, hitting the first defender, and you think, you've done the hard part, and this should be the easy bit, picking out somebody. Uh, but it, at that particular time, go back to Jinky or Willie Henderson in the early 60s, uh, through all of the players that have been mentioned the, the, the Kenny Airds of this world Bobby Lennox uh, Rab Prentice that Kenny the Jambo mentioned uh, the, the crossing then was a fine art now it's a dead art yeah so what are the names have we mentioned Ronaldo yet have we mentioned him in terms of the one that's currently he's not bad He, for me he must be up there with one of the all time greats he, he's been phenomenal career and interesting as well talk about that transition because he's well, he's not He's not a winger at all now, is he? But but that's where he started, and that's where he, he made his name, and then evolved. Central. If you well, if you go back to Ryan Giggs, he ended up playing in the middle of the park, Gordon, and that shows you the mark of a player who can adapt mm, yeah. from his natural position to moving more central. William and Barheads, William, you're going to bring the curtain down tonight. You've got the final say on the wingers that got you out of your seat. Who would you go for? Oh, well, thank you very much. I'd like to say, Alec, you stole my thunder. I was just going to say hi when Alec mentioned it. <laughs> anyway, Alec, I'm not remember us. He's He's only a boy compared to Hugh and I. Oh. I'm going, yeah, I'm going back a long, long time. When uh, I've got a shirt, a t-shirt with my favourite Rangers team in it. Right, so I'm not going through them all. But the two wingers that I'm speaking about was Alex Scott, who was fabulous as far as I'm concerned. Alex Scott went down the wing, beat his player, crossed the ball, and that was it. It wasn't like Jinky or Boy Henderson. They didn't try and beat the man once or twice to prove a point. But the man that beats me, as far as I was concerned, <coughs> excuse me, was David Wilson. David Wilson was a fabulous player. Not only was a fabulous player, he could play any position. I think the only place that David Wilson couldn't play was goalkeeper because he was too small. But one I remember in particular, and Hugh Cavins would remember us, was when Big Smith for um, Spurs 
broke Eric Calder's leg at Hamden Park. And Molly Henderson played left back. And I believe they beat them that day. And Molly Henderson was one of the players with ten, a 10-man ten team, Scottish team, to that day, beat England. And Molly Henderson played at left back. Now, Molly John, oh, oh, well, David Wilson, sorry, sorry. David Wilson played at left back. I'm not nervous speaking to you. <laughs> David Wilson played at left back that day after Eric Caldo got carried off. Uh, it didn't matter what you'd done with David Wilson. He just took you apart. I mean... You go back to your, 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 say your, Willie, your Jimmy Johnson's, your Willie Henderson's, your uh, David Cooper's. David Wilson was one of the players that really did take you right off your feet. So, gentlemen, I would like to leave you with that. But as I say, Alec Ray wouldn't remember. He's either he was born then, or your <laughs> good self. This is all really for Hugh Evans. Go on then, Hugh Evans. It's all for you. Take us, well, away. Take us away. Yeah, uh, let me get to Alec Scott first of all, before we get to Davy. Uh, Alex Scott was a silky footballer uh, went to Everton after he left Rangers and then came back up to, to play for Falkirk uh, and just a, a neat tidy, you know, he, he wasn't a Davy Cooper or a Jimmy Johnson but he had the final ball as well Davy Wilson, what a man a terrific guy yep. uh, and yep. I remember the game uh, when Eric Caldo had his leg broken it was actually at Wembley and uh, Davy Wilson was Paranormal, you know. If you'd said to to Willie Henderson or to Jimmy Johnson, check back, do the defensive work. They said, "Are you kidding? I don't go in that half of the field." Uh, but Davy Wilson was asked to adapt because of the loss of Caldo, who was a tremendous footballer. And Davy Wilson was the best man in the park thereafter. You know, there were no subs in those days. Not only did he have to adapt to playing in the fullback position, but he had to adapt in a team that was numerically disadvantaged against England and he did it so well uh, and again to go back to that era a thorough thorough gentleman I never got, uh, sorry just quickly I never got an opportunity to see uh, David Wilson but I have to say I uh, agree with you one wholeheartedly he is a proper lovely gentleman William that's a great note to end on you've taken us right back so thank you so much for getting in touch William and Barhead hopefully we'll speak to you soon will you give us a call back sometime I'll do bye gentlemen thank you very much good yes, man William. that was William in Barhead and just to finish then Alex let's bring it up right to the current day because I know the position's changed but we've still got some good ones here, yes. here in the Scottish Premiership players that, that our teams rely on you mentioned James Forrest I mean he's He's won everything over the last decade or so. Rangers are hoping to rely on, on Ryan Kent. Yeah, yeah. Can they get that consistency from him? If you go down the league, you, you talk about experience. Niall McGinn still doing it at, at Aberdeen. Martin Mark, Boyle, how yes. important is he for Hibs? So still, to this day, it stands the test of time as, as the guys that you sort of pin your hopes on at times to make something happen. Absolutely, match winners, Gordon. You're absolutely right. You've been doing and you've highlighted all the players who can turn the match. And uh, so, listen, hopefully they can get all that consistency because we are missing this badly at the moment. Yeah, and from a Scotland perspective, we've got Ryan Fraser. If you go youngsters, Mikey Johnson, what will he come back from injury? So, still plenty there. Karamoko Dembele uh, at Celtic. But so the only job left for you two yes. is to give me the remaining three stadiums that have hosted English Premier League games, but no longer. Exist. You've got three to get. Are you ready, Hugh? Well, this, this needs to be a team thing. Bolton, Brendan Park. <laughs> what? I'm loving it. I'm loving the teamwork between you two tonight. You're not even in the same room. No, I know. Right, Shug, I'm going to throw uh, Ayrson Park, Middlesbrough. Yes. Oh. And one more. Right, Shug. Shug. I'm sure I've got it, but I don't know 
With the name of the grounds it's, I'm going to go for Swansea Jacks No uh, Cardiff No Oh no It's going to run out of teams The um, clue I'll but, give you The clue I'll give you Swindon Nope The clue I'll give you is This stadium is named after another sport The baseball ground uh, yeah, Shock who's the baseball ground Derby Derby County Derby County In the baseball ground Well done Hugh Evans. You take care of yourself Over the weekend We'll speak to you on Monday Thank you kindly Good man That was Hugh Evans From his man cave At home Taking care of himself Alex Ray Thank you to you as well But the biggest thanks Goes to you Really really enjoyed Your company tonight Really enjoyed Going down memory lane Looking back On all the wingers That have got you Out your seats We're trying our best Just to provide that Football fix In these uncertain times And we'll do it again On Monday From 6 George Bowie is up next Friday night GBX for you Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com